Raj, Dwayne, and D go with rerun to his audition because Mama's out, so Raj has got to watch D. And who's the first person I see on the Brady Bunch? Cousin Oliver Ooh. is <laughs> is uh, one of the uh, character. Uh, he played by uh, what is his name? Rick. Uh, what is it? Rick Rob. Was this after he was already on? And probably Brady left. Bunch, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, this was already after he ruined, I mean, uh, was on uh, Brady Bunch as Cousin Oliver. Uh, did they write him off that show, or did they keep him until the end? I want to say they kept him to the end, but yeah, it's one of those. And they like, buried him out behind the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buried him uh, like uh, by Tiger, you know, like the, uh, the dog. Um, they buried him right next to their fucking ratings report. <laughs> I wonder what's on the tube. Welcome back. Thank you for being a friend. What you talking about, Willis? You are a meathead. No soup for you. Don't touch that dial. Adjust those funny ears because what time is it, Jay? Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> it's time for Sitcom My Face. I'm Jay. That's Nick. And what are we talking about this episode? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> With an exclamation, two exclamation marks, not a question mark. Yeah, that's that's the interesting part about the logo. Uh... <laughs> I, have you ever heard the story about why, like, a lot of movies don't use question marks? No, I haven't. I guess it's, like, bad luck. A lot of movies that have question marks in the titles were failures, so they <laughs> they stopped using them at some point as, oh, like, no. this weird superstition. <laughs> but Actually, that's Bob? why, like... And huh, who's yeah. Harry Crumb? Yeah, sorry. It, who Framed Roger Rabbit doesn't have a question mark <laughs> for that very reason. But, wow. Yeah, What's Happening ran for 65 episodes on ABC Correct. from 1976 to 1979. Last time we talked about good times. Mm -hmm. One of the uh, creators was Eric Monty. Now, yes. Eric Monty, he, he penned a film called Coolie High. And I think I own it, but I don't think I've ever watched it yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's from 1975. Yeah, like one of those uh, coming-of-age comedy dramas. And um, based loosely based on that came the sitcom What's Happening? Yeah, and Eric Monty, as we said, he wrote for Good Times, was a co-creator on that. He also like apparently wrote for, I think he wrote for the Jeffersons yes. and All in the Family as well. Yes. So he was, he was one of Norman Lear's boys. And ABC wanted to do a pilot based on the film Cooley High, which apparently they did do, but then it was completely retooled into yes. this. Yeah. yeah. It, it, well, because because it was more comedy drama, I guess they also yeah. wanted it more sitcom, is, is what I read. And, yeah, so it was definitely retooled. Um, uh, what was it? I think Preacher became uh, Raj, one of our you know, uh, primary... Uh, characters on what's happening and uh coaches became uh i don't know if it's doing a rerun truthfully 
Wh- Apparently one? in the original pilot script, Rerun was a thin white man. So, <laughs> yeah. Slightly so are, different. Any, are any of these actors in Cooley High? I didn't Not that, that I'm aware of, which is okay. interesting, too. Yeah, It's like, oh, yeah, sometimes they're plucked from the one to star in the other. But from what like I'm, I'm aware, like, nah, nah, it wasn't any of the actors from the movie that uh, came over to the sitcom. Well, it kind of sounded like uh, Eric Monty was kind of pushed out of the whole project too. Like it was based on his film that he uh, did. He he wrote it. Did he also direct that? Oh, uh, Cooley High. Yeah, it I know was, he wrote it. Uh, directed by actually Michael Schultz. Okay, so they made the pilot based on that. It sounded like he may have had more input had that pilot gone to air. Yes. but it was retooled into this so much so that apparently at the end, it all all it says is based loosely on Cooley yes. High. Correct. And I think they the did add ending. created by Eric Monty, like under mm-hmm. that or something. Yes. But he thought he didn't get enough of the the right. lion's share of the credit for being based on his film and actually Correct. sued the production. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what the hell, man? You took my shit and just ran away with it. It's like, you know, uh, you're adjusting it. You're doing this and that. And now <laughs> it's like, yeah, I get the. Yeah. Little end credit, uh, like under the, oh yeah, loosely based on, oh yeah, created by Eric Monty. That was the saddest thing I learned in this entire research for this show. Eric Monty created all these amazing things with Norman Lear and ended up homeless. Yeah, it's it's amazing how some of these people that you would think, it's like, oh, and like such talent, such, you know, like they must have had so much more and what were they? Yeah, yeah, wound up homeless after a while. How do you write for All in the Family, the Jeffersons, create good times, and end up fucking homeless? That's insane. I know. That's your not-so-fun fact for the week. We'll bring that segment back. Yes, yes. you take the Charlie Brown fact of the week there, Jay. God. Anyway. For what we mean about that, tune into prior episodes, particularly the F Troop one. Good grief. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was your um your knowledge of this show prior to today? I grew I grew up with this show. You know, the, okay. the, this this is one when I was young. I, I enjoyed this show. And then what it was you know, put into syndication while, while I was a teenager, hey, you know, I used to watch it again. But So it reran quite often? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah you, you could say, you know, you could always find a rerun. <laughs> rerun of a rerun. And we, I watched it on Tubi. I assume that's where you watched it as well. Now, here's a little fun fact for you. Oh, I, st- I started watching on Roku Channel. Oh, okay. They didn't and, have them all, And, and then they? all of a sudden, I couldn't find it on the Roku Channel. Because I guess by the end of the month, they had taken it <laughs> off Roku Channel. They so removed I finished it watching while you were Tubi. watching it. <laughs> I had that on one of the streaming services one time. I don't remember which one it was, but I was literally watching something and then it said like error, server error, and I refreshed and the show was just gone. Gone. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was like the end of the week. And they changed. I'm like, oh, fuck. All yeah, right. you, you got to watch that end of the month watching, uh, kids. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you never know when a streaming service decides, uh, yeah, we don't have this one anymore. The license expired. There's only one fat bald guy watching. Get it out. <laughs> I ain't paying for him to finish that episode. <laughs> the shit out of here. But, but yeah, I was not familiar with this show really at all. Uh, I knew of it, of course, because I love classic 
shows, as we've been discussing for 30-some episodes. Um, So I've seen, you know, uh, Fred Berry on other shows, guest appearances. I knew he was rerun. Mm -hmm. I've seen clips here and there on, you know, TV Guide's funniest whatever. But I never really sat down and watched this show. I knew there was, you know, what's happening and then what's happening now. Right. I didn't realize all the drama as of why. This is fun to look into. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For your research that, yeah, that that was one of the uh, more interesting things of like, oh, hold on. (laughs) And it said this was the first all African-American show focused on teenagers. On teenagers. Right. Yeah. Because good times, you, you had more of the full family unit and was more focused on the family unit. This one was more focused on the teens. Yes, you had Mama, you know, Mrs. Thomas, and you also had Dee, who was younger than a teenager, supposedly, I guess, at that time. But, yeah, the main focus was Raj, Dwayne, and Rerun. Played by Fred Berry. Dwayne was played by Haywood Nelson. Yep. But it's interesting on, on how some of the things, yeah, you know, uh, Roger Thomas was played by Ernest Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne Nelson was played by Haywood Nelson. Yeah. And Frederick or Freddie uh, Rerun Stubbs was played by Fred Berry. Like each one had a bit of their They name said that uh, one, of the, one of the trivia pages I saw said <laughs> that if you count D as short for like Danielle, Danielle, I think was her name. They said every single character shares either a first or last name. Yeah. With the actor who yeah, plays that, them. Yeah, that was, an, like, it, hell, Shirley was, Shirley, Shirley Wilson, uh, played by Shirley Hemphill. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Mama, yeah, like Mrs. Thomas, Maybell Thomas was played by Maybell King. <laughs> I lo- I was looking at her, re- her uh, resume. She had, what was it? So everything was Ma, Mother, or Mama. She had, like, seven of those. Oh, yeah. And she had a grandma yeah, Mama and an Johnson. Aunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> Mabel, Mabel, mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I don't know if, uh, I'm sure you've watched the classic The Jerk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've only seen it once, but I remember yeah, it being she, brilliant. She, she, she was the mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, she was, what, the Wicked Witch and the Wiz? Oh, uh, yes, yes. Or whatever they called her character in that movie. <laughs> That movie's version of the Wicked Witch. Um, yeah, e- I, e- I, e- evil, Evelyn, I think Evelyn, like, like instead that, of yeah. Evelyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the rest of the cast I wasn't too familiar with. Besides, like I said, seeing rerun on other things, but right. Of course, you only have three seasons. You only have sixty-five episodes. Probably wasn't an amazing, easily easy sell into syndication. I would imagine at that right. time. Right. Right. So, yeah, I don't remember seeing it a lot, but I remember, you know, occasionally it would pop up on the old TV God channel there. Yeah. And I, again, I, I remember, yeah, first run watching it. And then when I was, I want to say early teenager, it was already in syndication uh, in my area. So it almost seemed like what's happening now was more reran than I wonder if that was more successful. Maybe I'm not sure. I don't know. And that was about 10 years later or something like that? Uh, that ran from... Or like from, six, seven years yeah, later yeah, or something? 1985 to 1988. They said that they gave him a second chance because of the Cosby <laughs> show was so successful. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what do we got? Hey, let's give them another go. I, I, I feel like I <clears throat> wanted to really love this show. I like it. 
I don't know, there, like you said, following good times with this. Yes, I feel but, like did it maybe a little bit of a disservice. <laughs> yeah, and, and and but it it gives you an interesting contrast though, because as you said, this one was focused more on the teens, while Good Times was focused more on the whole family unit. You're talking my about biggest takeaway from this compared to a lot of shows we watch. Probably three of my favorite female leads out of a lot of the shows we've seen though. Oh Between my god. <laughs> Ma uh, Ma or Mama, whatever you want to call her, D and Shirley. Yes. Three of the best the, female characters we've seen, I feel like. I totally agree. And in rewatching this, I saw how strong the female characters were, but like you said, basically sort of as a disservice, they weren't given the lion's share of you know, the screen time. But to me, they were given some of the best lines and just like th- their portrayals were so strong. Oh, and Mabel just so strong, confident, sincere, and like funny, but real, which I oh, always yeah. really love. Like so grounded. And I and I didn't know because I had, hadn't seen it. I turned that third season on. I go, oh, fuck, where'd she go? She's gone. No. Yep. We now, have another Good Times it, Esther Raleigh situation. Yes. It, it, in <sighs> fact, you did. And one of the things, uh, complaints that um, Mabel King had was she wanted more of, you know, like she wanted it to be a more family unit. She wanted yeah. basically a father figure there, too. Now, the father for Raj and Dee does show up does in a, appear. a few episodes. Yeah. Like, what was it, two or three, I think? But I saw one of them, yeah. Yeah. Where he but, moves in for a minute as a renting a room. Right. But as far as an ongoing, so, like James on Good Times, we did not have that. And that was one of her big complaints. And, of course, as we just stated, the female lead, yeah, the female characters weren't given a lot of the screen time and mama was given less and less. So yeah, she, she too, she had it just and- like Esther Raleigh did not like the way the characters started being portrayed. Her role was dwindling, especially at the end of the second season there where yes, Raj moves out. Correct. So yeah. And she probably saw herself as a pretty big name. She was a musician for 20 some years or something before that, maybe more. Mm-hmm. She was probably someone who was like, I'm a pretty pretty important integral you know name on this show and you're kind of fucking me over but exactly said she wasn't being heard because she was she was involved with some of the stories throughout the first two seasons it sounded like but they were definitely quite listening I, i think she mentioned i would like my character to not only you know find a man i'm a good woman why can't i find a man why can't i further my education she wanted her character to go to school and they were like we're not going to give so much time to mama here when we're worried about reruns dancing over here. Okay. And, and, and it's funny <laughs> two, two of those things, they kind of shoehorned into one episode and then and, just, and that was it. Like, I don't know if you saw, you know, like mom, mama goes to school where, where, where so, she takes, <laughs> takes night school so she can get her diploma and they never they, mention it again. Probably. Yeah. That was it. It's like, okay, you know, like she she goes, you know, t- takes the uh, she's the best student in the class. In the class, she 
meets a uh, an, a a man like more her age and that you know she's kind of got the hots for and you know, it turns out you know he's basically using her to do his work so you're saying she told the showrunners hey i want to i want an arc i want to yeah. you know i want to so, move so they gave her a one episode arc and they said hey if it ain't fixed don't broke it <laughs> <laughs> well they they didn't really say it then because they were waiting for jay to say it many years later <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, yep. Okay, let, let let let's go to our three, yeah, you know, like main protagonists, Raj, Dwayne, and Rerun. Of those characters, did you have a particular favorite? I felt like, as a fellow fat man, if I feel like it should have been Rerun, but you know, I really didn't care that much for Rerun on this show. <laughs> well, I, I I saw like when I was younger. I love to rerun, but in rewatching it, it's like I see how he kind of fit the the JJ mold of good times. It's like, okay, here's the one character we're gonna stick out because you know he's a little more clueless, or he's a little more like, okay, you know, we you know we we can use him like for more fat jokes. We can use him for more. And, and that's the thing too is like the Shirley and the rerun jokes were the same jokes, right? <laughs> it's like, although them going recycling them between the two characters that got a little old for me yeah it's like them going like at each other was funny although to me always oh, surely got the best <laughs> surely was great surely was great and i think also her delivery was was so much it was just more authentic and like so much attitude came along with it <laughs> i only found this in one one video and I, I kind of hope it's true, but I don't know if it is. So take it with a grain of salt. She guest starred on Good Times and was offered a spinoff after one appearance and turned it down wow. for for what's happening. Damn. Norman Lear offered her a spinoff show. Yeah. And she said no and accepted this instead. Yeah. Um. The, the, the show that she was going to uh, another guest starring thing was All's Fair. And then uh, she had called? her own show then, for like then, thirteen episodes. Lear yeah. offered her own spinoff, but she turned it down. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. Imagine Norman Lear offering you a fucking spinoff after all these crazy successes. Yeah, because well, by this time the other shows already existed. Correct. Yeah, a lot of his other shows. Holy yep, shit. Were already. Uh, yeah, because if Good Times was there, that means Maud was there, which means, of course, that. All in the family had uh, already been there, and then you know, with all in the family, yes, that means also the Jeffersons was there. <laughs> you know what you say when when Norman Lear offers you a spinoff? Yes, <laughs> that's what you fucking say. <laughs> yes, anything you want, buddy. <laughs> Holy shit! But yeah, but yeah, it, she it, had some other show, uh, One in a Million, that lasted like thirteen episodes and was yes. canceled, unfortunately. But yeah, unfortunately. And then the rest of her like career, besides what's happening now, of course she was back for that. The rest of her career was Good. more, um, you know, just guest uh, guest roles, guest episodes. I definitely want to do a future episode on what's happening now because I feel like I might oh, yeah. like that a little better. Yeah, I, I, um, I have to give that a rewatch because for me at the time it was like oh. There was something about it that at the time, like, no, I already watched what's happening. It's like, nah, I don't want to watch them older. 
And so I didn't watch it much as a kid. I read that Fred Berry leaves that show too, mm-hmm. or leaves that show in the second season, and then they bring in Martin Lawrence. I was okay, like, "What? That, I gotta see that." <laughs> that I did not know, and so yeah, yeah. That definitely piqued my curiosity on that one. I gotta see that. Yeah. Anyway, so you said uh, Dwayne. Dwayne was pretty good. He was the youngest of the cast, I guess, yeah. sixteen years old. Yeah. He, compared to his two best friends, were. 27 and 25 yeah <laughs> how weird would that have been yeah i know it's it's so strange how casting goes where like again let's go back to good times where james was uh he was in his i think late 30s and jj his son was actually 26 i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it in the nicest way possible white people have to play their age because we just look old in general <laughs> Well, I'm, we I'm, always I'm, I'm, unless, yeah. unless you're one of those, you know, maybe people. females. OK, I'll say white men have to play their age because we always look unless you have someone like, say, a um, Ralph Macchio or something like that, that, you know, for a while is able to play the younger role or like Michael J. Fox, like for a while, he still played younger roles. They'll cast me right now as a 18 year old, right? Oh, anyway, uh, on to, uh, Fuck. <laughs> where's my scotch? Well, <laughs> the, the, the three characters themselves, Raj is, he's more the intellectual. He, he wants to become a writer, be it screenwriter, be it, um, you know, just author, poet. Yeah. He, he's, he's the one, a lot of times he also, but when he's thinking, he gives the thinker pose, <laughs> like with the. Uh, the thing I liked most about Raj is his his rhythm. Like he had a really interesting. Yes, his cadence. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I totally agree. Especially when you have him next to jumping around rerun, it was you know fast paced versus his like slower cadence. I really liked mm-hmm. that. Now, Dwayne, D- D- as you said was the youngest actor of the three and was also of the trio was supposed to be the youngest. He, and it's by showed, one year though. Huh? <laughs> by yeah, like by one, one year. year. <laughs> but, but in attitude, not 12. He, yeah. He also comes across. He's more the shy one. He's also, he's, he's got a lot of fears like fear of the dark and you know, things like that. And what are, what are his besides? Hey, 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 what what what's his other uh, co- common phrasing that he does? Mm, remind me. Uh huh. Uh huh. Nuh-uh. <laughs> it, it's always oh, like. Right. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I didn't really pick up on that. Nuh-uh. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, he this he was the only one I think it said that was in every single episode. Yeah, which is really strange when you. Think he was about the it. youngest one, and even weirder considering it said. For the first two seasons, he lived in fucking New York. Which is crazy. And commuted to L.A. to shoot the show. (laughs) That is crazy. And he's the one that never missed a damn day of work. Right. Holy shit. (laughs) And now on to Fred Berry. uh, Freddy rerun Stubbs. Should have been Freddy Troublemaker Stubbs. Well, yeah. He he was, of of the three, more the the troublemaker. He, He was... More the bumbling, not to say idiot, but, well, let's go into, why is he given the name Rerun? 
<laughs> I don't I don't know why the fuck he was called rerun. Well, because you know, like for for his school, you know, like he would uh, take the uh, like that year of school, and then oh, it was because I, he did seven years of fucking well, high school. Well, he he would take that that year of school, and then in the summer he would have to take it again, basically rerun. <laughs> they mentioned that in one of them. Yep, I think it's like the second episode. Oh, I watched the first two. I don't remember that, but that's pretty funny. Yeah, I watched the one where he was scared to graduate. Hmm. Uh, I think it was the. One where Shirley basically moves in to watch D. Mama was away or something. Yeah. One of the better episodes I watched, and he gets caught. Uh, Raj is trying to force him to cheat because it was clear he was throwing the test. And he mentions that he did seven years of high school. And he's like, <laughs> count, he's like counting it out, though. And he goes, let me see. He's like, freshman, freshman, sophomore, sophomore, freshman, sophomore, junior, sophomore. And he goes, what the hell? <laughs> like, he keeps going back. Well, I love on... Uh, I, I got to ask you, did you watch the Doobie Brothers episodes? No, but the the one video I found on YouTube did recommend those as the best. Okay. How many I'll, were there, two? There were two. It was a two-parter. Oh, okay. And, and apparently the, you know, the story is one of the members of the Doobie Brothers went to uh, Jackson High uh, No, Jefferson High School. That I think that was the name of their high school. So he remembers rerun. It's like, hey, rerun. You know, how long has it been? And it's like, you know, like, you know, what have you been doing since uh, high school? It's like, I- I'm still a senior. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there was some like fan theories. I guess it's the same street that Sanford and Son takes place on. Oh, okay. And um, I don't. I'm try. I was trying to remember, and I forgot to look it up. They said that a lot of people thought the set was the same set from Sanford and Son, minus the junk. But I don't remember what his house looked hmm. like offhand. That's a was good it similar? Point. You know what? I could see that. You know what? And, and you know, I'm gonna have to. We're we're gonna have to do Sanford and Son soon, then. Yeah. <laughs> so we can, you know, do, do that uh, before and after. I guess. Yeah, because so. I guess in, in a couple episodes they actually give the street address. Or maybe in the opening, I'm not. I can't remember. But no, they said actually, it's the same exact episodes. street, it's oh. the same street that Sanford and Son live on. Okay. But the one of the actors in an interview said that, to his uh, his uh, knowledge, there was no actual connection in characters or anything with the shows. Got it. But now, okay, so the, there's those are the three uh, main male leads. Let Let's go to. Uh, we We talked about Mama. Maybel Thomas, you know, uh, played by Mabel King, and and what uh, and, a good mama she was! Oh, what a good mama she was! And again, you know, she's playing also single mama. You know, she's divorced, but yeah, she she she's the authority, but she's the one, you know, make make, make you know making a living, doing multiple jobs, supporting her family of Raj and D. One of her final films was a Christmas classic, Scrooged. With oh, Bill Murray. Oh, I did not realize that. I get, I think it said she quit acting. I think she got diabetes real bad and actually had to have like a foot or leg removed or something. And you talked about the jerk. I there was the did you watch the final episode where that kid is on the talent show doing Steve uh Steve Martin? Oh no, no, I, I didn't watch that. Was that the gong show episode? It was called, I think, The Benefit Show or something. Oh, okay. No, no, I didn't watch that one. And this little kid comes out, little white kid. He's got the arrow through his head with the suit on, and he starts doing oh, Steve Martin that, bits. that's an interesting uh, homage there. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I wonder if that was because she was in The Jerk. 
Mm-hmm. Even though she was already gone by that point. Yeah, yeah, she was already yeah. off the show. But maybe just like as a, you know, homage to Mama. He even does like, I'm a wild and crazy guy. Now, the to me, again, one of the standouts should have had more time, but D. <laughs> Played I think, by Danielle I, I think Spencer. They, I think they honestly used her to perfection. I think it maybe if you gave her a little too much and let her hold up the show too much, you might have lost a little bit of that sarcastic input. Yeah, I, I could see that. She's like me. People always tell me, like, I, I'm an I'm a conversationally a funny asshole. But people were like, oh, you should do stand-up. And I go, oh, no, that's different. That's a different thing. Oh, yeah. I'm up there talking to myself. You, I need you to make fun of. That's what I need. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think D is the same. You need... Someone else to be having the problem so that Dia could come in and point out the the joke. Right. You know? Like, well, first with her brother, w- whenever she gets wind of any scheme or anything going on, it's like, ooh, I'm telling mama. And yep. and then puts out the hand. <laughs> it's like basically, yeah. unless you give me, uh, a, a, you know, like, you know, to, to silence. Uh, you know, hey, like, she was cheap, though. She only took like a quarter. Yeah, usually. <laughs> I like the one where she went to the like the school therapist and kept talking about my friend has a problem and he's like, Oh, your friend which the, the therapist at the school was Tim Reed, who we've talked about many yes. a time now. Uh, yes, and he's Venus like, Oh yes, your friend, your friend. So he's very convinced that it's her and then of course the next day literally comes in, Okay, my friend decided to talk to you and actually her friend's there and he goes, Wait, that was really about your friend? She goes, What, you didn't believe me? <laughs> I love that they, even though you think she's like a precocious, dumb little kid, she knows exactly what she's talking oh, about. Oh, no. Like, yeah. like if you pay attention over the, the, the time, she's probably the smartest one. Because oh, yeah. Even though it's like, oh, you know, you know Raj, I need help with my, um, with my math homework. And it's like, the thing is, she actually knows the answer. But, hey, if I can get him to say it. <laughs> right. <laughs> why, right. Why bother? <laughs> Or even like I think there was one where she was talking about running away. I'm gonna run away. Oh, That's the first do... episode. Where she, where she's like, oh, you're gonna have to do your own laundry and cook your own meals. And she's like, yeah, it really doesn't seem worth it, does it? <laughs> <You> <laughs> Scamps up to a room. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> she and, knows she ain't dumb. And and I love when uh, you know, like Mama was saying something to Raj, and you know Raj is trying to like you know plead his case, and like she's like interjecting, and it's like. Oh, mama got it. Yeah, you're going to get it. And I, and it's like, he's like, no, shut up, dear. It's like, don't talk to your sister like that. And it's like, and they, and she keeps interjecting. And it's like, and then all of a sudden, mama will be, shut up, D. <laughs> if you were to ask me my favorite character on the show, I would be hard pressed to choose between Shirley and D. I yeah. like them oh, a lot. Th- those are my two. Those yeah. are definitely my two. Although, like, again, we said they didn't get. The, the the same amount of screen time, although Shirley definitely did get from late season two into season three as she's watching D, yeah, while Mama is away. Yeah, the, I was wondering that because in the last season, I was trying to, I was waiting for that to go back to the home stuff right. so I could see how they handled Mama being gone. But the three that I watched in the last season, they never went back to the house. There was like the benefit and then the restaurant and the school. And I was like, well, maybe they just completely ignored the house after Mama left or what? No, no they, they actually did use it, uh, at least in one of the episodes. 
here's the thing. You'll you'll find out that yeah, I didn't watch watch much of season three because I just remember it wasn't as good after Mama left. And if you look at some of the lists out there of best episodes of you know what's happening, they're all season one and two, and then worst episodes of what what's happening. Pretty much season three is the worst episodes. The, the One of the ones that I thought was really funny, uh, actually, I think... You said the Doobie one, Brothers, but yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, Doobie Brothers. Now, yeah, here's the thing. Are, are you a fan of their music? Uh, not enough to name a song for you, but if I heard them, I could probably okay. sing along. Well, here's the funny thing. Well, you, you'd be very um, uh, versed in their music once you've watched those two episodes because... They do, like, how many complete songs, basically? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Well, this is basically a, a little What's Happening skit around a, a Doobie Brothers video. concert. Yeah. <laughs> well. But, um, and it was strange seeing Michael McDonald young, like the uh, the, the one lead singer uh, slash uh, pianist. Yeah, not the not the Stuart from Mad TV, the singer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're talking about... Uh, yeah, M- Michael McDonald. You know, like he has that kind of voice. Uh. <laughs> Not Michael McDonald. Look what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, the like uh, talking about with the uh, best episodes. Like, what wh- what do you think was the best episode you watched? Let, let, let's. The, my favorite that. of the like I said that my favorite one was the one where Mama's out of town, <clears throat> and it was season two, I think, and Shirley stays at the house and basically. Like, why don't you stay here? And she's telling her that fun little, tell me a bedtime story. Did you see that one? No, I didn't watch that one. I, you can't even do it justice because it's just a funny way Shirley tells a story, but she starts doing mm-hmm. like Little Red Robin Hood. She's like, yeah, you know, little girl, Little Red Robin Hood. She was named after the clothes, I guess. And like, <laughs> she was going to grandma's house and she's like, uh, why'd grandma live in the woods? She goes, you know, I don't know. Why the hell they did keep her in the woods? He's like, maybe she has something real contagious. Or something like that. <laughs> it was just so funny. And it was just D like laying on her lap and her telling the story. And then she's like, no, nah, I, I heard that story. I want to hear about your life. She's like, nope, 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 nope. You know, <laughs> finally, she's like, and she's like, it's, it's a real boring story. She goes, well, I, I am trying to go to sleep. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're and starts telling her. And, you know, I was born in 19. <clears throat> and, you know, it, it was just really funny. <laughs> Funny, probably the fa- my favorite scene of any of them I saw in the. I think I watched ten to twelve, something like that. Okay. Episodes. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I think I watched actually like around like thirteen to fifteen. Like I, it, it was just like it's weird. These kind of were easy watches. They're in and out. They're yeah, very in and out. Now, oh wait. And that same episode ended with yeah. the teacher who, Ms. When, when, yeah, yeah. And she's yep. in like seven episodes or something. She yep. was pretty good. But this episode, not only does she bet with rerun if he got any answers wrong on the test. So she's betting. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, oh, my God, when he gets an A, I'm so happy I could kiss you. She's like, bring it on. And he kisses the fucking teacher. Oh, wow. And I was like, holy shit, different time, different world. <laughs> She's like, lay one on me. And I was like, oh, boy. <clears throat> can but, hear the uh, sirens in the distance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Good thing he's 27 years old at that point. <laughs> but um, my, my, I think my favorite episode was B- B- Burger Queen. Okay. Did, did you watch, watch that, that one? one? I don't think I did. No. Okay. Doesn't ring a bell. Well, what it is is a fast food, um, yeah, like a company, uh, Bridge Burger. They're looking for a new s- spokesperson, you know, like to do their commercials. And rerun is all convinced because number one, he loves food, period, and he loves Bridge Burger, and he's doing this little like dance and like it. It, it it's kind of like the old McDonald's for. Uh, uh, Big Mac, like two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles. He's doing a On thing a about seed bun. Yep, he's doing a thing for Bridge Burger. So Raj, Dwayne, and D go with rerun to his audition because Mama's out. So Raj has got to watch D. And First I'm off, starting to understand why she was upset with her smaller role when uh, our favorite episodes start turning into. So Mama was gone. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, anyway, uh, they, yeah, they, they're at the audition, like in the you know, waiting area, and who's the first person I see? Um, on the Brady Bunch, cousin Oliver Ooh. is <laughs> is uh, one of the. Uh, Character, uh, he played by, uh, what is his name, Rick, uh, what is it, Rick, Rob? Was this after he was already on and probably Brady left? Bunch, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, this was already after he ruined, I mean, uh, was on uh, Brady Bunch as Cousin Oliver. And, um, uh, did they write him off that show or did they keep him till the end? I want to say they kept him to the end, but yeah, it's one of those. And they like, buried him out behind the house. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, buried him uh, like uh, by Tiger, you know, like the uh, the dog. Um, they buried him right next to their fucking ratings report. <laughs> but appear, uh, apparently he's like a professional actor. He's acted in other things. So when the guy that comes out looking for, oh, we, well, we're looking for a fresh face. It's like basically Cousin Oliver is disqualified at that point. And who comes out to say, oh, we were looking for a fresh face, but... Dick Van Patten, the the dad of uh, Eight is Enough. Eight is Enough, yep. Yep, and <laughs> so it's like, and instead of Rerun being the focus, because, because Rerun's there starting to do a, a little of his uh, dance and thing, he sees D. And it's like, that's who we're, like, looking for. So, basically, D becomes the focus of, like, okay, to do the commercial, and... When she's like there, just standing by the stack of hamburgers, she's like, you know, you know, what's this made of? Like jackass meat, or like? <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. Th- this is one hundred percent meat. It's like, well, jackass is meat. <laughs> it's just not hamburger meat. <laughs> the, everyone knows you never bring anyone to an audition with you because they always win over you. Yes, yes, and, and, and yeah, it, it's not just a. TV trope as in like, you know, like sitcoms, but yeah, I, it happens. I, yeah, it actually happens. I, I know like I, on some of those like uh, reality competitions, you know, oh, the brother uh, like just was there for uh, moral support. Oh, that they, they asked the brother, hey, why don't you su- uh, uh, sing us a few bars? Oh, actually, we like you. <laughs> it's like that's how uh, Johnny yeah. Depp was discovered. 
by Wes Craven. That's crazy. He, who? What's the? What was the 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 kid from um, Bad News Bears? The one who played Freddy in the remake? Oh, uh, 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 Jackie Earl Haley. Yes, Jackie Earl Haley went to the audition for the original Nightmare on Elm Street and brought his buddy Johnny Depp. Oh, that's funny. And they saw Johnny Depp and were like, hey, uh, do you want to audition? It's like, who's your friend there? (laughs) I always thought it was so funny. He steals the part. Johnny Depp steals the part from Earl Haley. And then years later, he ends up playing Freddy. Yeah. (laughs) I got to ask you as the the horror pro. um, It sucks. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, Jackie Earl Haley Haley versus uh, Robert England. (laughs) <laughs> I did honestly I don't mind Jackie Earl Haley's performance as Freddy, but the movie is awful. Gotcha. Yeah, I I, I avoided the new uh uh Nightmare on Elm Street ones because it's just like how can you not have Robert England as Freddy? It, it, the it only thing just, that has me excited oh. about uh Freddy lately is that apparently Craven's <clears throat> family has regained the rights to the franchise and really? have have been very picky. Uh, they're getting all these scripts thrown at him, and they said that they have not found a single one that they think will honor Wes Craven yet, and they wow. will not do one until well, they know it's good enough well, for him. All I gotta say is to that, JJ, get on it. Come on, man. Ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, it's always been hard for me to um to really love Freddy, considering he's like a child molester and murderer. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh. Uh, what do you call it? In in that Burger Queen episode, they they actually also had to bring along Shirley to be Mama to give permission. <laughs> and then at the one point, Shirley you know eats the the burger and like there's a dynamic between Shirley and Dee talking and eating the burgers. <laughs> so it's like we love it. Yeah, it's like that's what we want. But yeah, we're we're gonna have to you know like find you know like. I, I, I like a mother and daughter team um, because you, you don't look alike. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, hold on. You know, they, so Shirley goes, goes off and she comes out as basically Shirley and rerun comes out as mama, as Shirley's mama. <laughs> Did you read about how she was discovered? Uh, Shirley? No. Yeah. She was a she was a, obviously a funny person and oh, was, yeah. wanted, was thinking about doing comedy like stand up I guess and loved Flip Wilson. She made a little recording of her comedy and sent it into Flip Wilson, who oh, loved wow. it so much and sent her a brand new audio recorder because hers sounded like <laughs> shit. He goes, "Here's a new tape recorder, you know, wow. get to work." So she, I think she ended up moving. I think she was also an East Coaster, if I recall. And went out to L.A. and started doing comedy at the comedy store. Yeah, yeah, she she was from North Carolina. Yeah, it's like yeah, sh- sh- Shirley and Dee just you know, whenever they have the screen and also together are great. Like you're, as far you're, as comedy, those two are my favorite on the show. Yeah, and like I said, I love Mama just for she really grounds mm-hmm. everyone else and is just so. Mm-hmm. There's something about just her warmth and her charisma that really held the rest of these crazy people together, which I liked. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, just you know, like a shout out. D- Danielle Spencer D. Trenton, New Jersey. <laughs> She's in What's Happening Now as well, right? I believe so. Yes. Good. But 
Yeah, um, what, were there any other episodes that you found, like, really good or... No, and that's the saddest thing to me. And, um, and like I said, it's hard for me knowing if it's because we just got off good times, which felt so smart. <clears throat> well, um, a lot of the jokes on this show don't necessarily work, and I guess they're not really jokes. They're more like interplay between friends. Yeah, it but was th- more interplay between friends, but I think it was also a little more, how, how do we want to say it? A, l- a little more contrived, like, and sitcom standard, if you want to call it. Yeah. Versus I, I, a little more the realism of good times. I say this show is good. I don't think it's great. Uh, there's those couple of great characters. Mm-hmm. But I, I I don't know that I love the show. Right. Yeah. I, I, in, in rewatching, because I remember really liking this as a kid, in watching... It was enjoyable. It was an easy watch. But, yeah, when you put it against, like, we just watched Good Times. We just watched Freaks and Geeks. We just watched, you know, like, the, these shows that are, like, so much better. And it's like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, this well, in looking not- at, I like to look at the directors and the writers. I was looking at the writers, and usually I'll find the one who wrote the most, and I'll give a little info on him. There's so many fucking writers on this show. Yeah, it's it's not consistent. It's not even feasible to pluck out one and tell you about them because I think two of them worked on like <clears throat> eight episodes each and the rest were all one or two here mm-hmm. and there. So it's not even like I don't even think they really had a consistent writing team. Right. That knew the characters well enough. Um, it, 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 usually there's a showrunner. Who, oh, their name's on a hundred and whatever episodes of a show. No. It didn't seem like this had that. The one thing that I think what's happening, uh, like, really had for it. What'd you think of the theme? <laughs> I didn't like it. You did not like it. Okay. Nah, 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 like clown music or some shit. It just seemed. <clears throat> because th- th- this is a weird one. Th- th- this one, like, is one of those theme songs that's been with me forever i know i've heard it and i don't remember knowing if it came from this (laughs) it's all it's all instrumental there's no there's no words or anything it's like fucking clown music it just felt like the circus was rolling into town (laughs) well here's a weird thing do you did you see who created the theme no the great composer henry mancini henry mancini we're talking about the Pink Panther theme. We're oh, okay. we're, we're we're talking about <clears throat> uh, Moon River from Breakfast at Tiffany's. The 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 uh, music from Peter Gunn. We're 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 talking about like a an acclaimed composer actually wrote the music for what's happening. Yeah, honestly, I started skipping it after about the second listen. I only the only time I ever rewatched mm. it was like when the the opening changed. Okay, yeah, yeah, like, like first, the third one season, where they went to like second season college, and third season, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't a big fan of it. I love the Pig Panther theme. Shit, that's one of oh, my yeah. favorite film themes of all time. But yeah, it, it, again, it was just strange to see like like usually okay, you have like yeah like a really good musician 
do a theme or someone that's related to somebody on the show, you know, like some, some connection, do the theme. And then I was like, looking, I'm like watching first episode. I'm like, Henry Mancini. Wait, that Henry Mancini. (laughs) (laughs) Now, and for me, this is one of the more memorable, like themes because, like, I, I just remember it from my childhood. I remember it watching it as a you know teenager, and it's one of I the- can see how it's memorable. <laughs> I'll probably remember it, but I just don't think I like it. Okay. Um. It it's like when you when you're like, all right, I'm about to be really funny. Well, it's yeah, like it, it, it's it, like it trying does- to build you up for like comedy's about to ensue. Yeah, and well, then it's like you're hey, trying hey, a little hard there, song. I feel like. <laughs> well, he, he, here's here's an interesting one of uh, that Henry Mancini also wrote. <laughs> Do you remember Baby Elephant Walk? <laughs> yeah, is that, that from that, Jungle Book? No, no, no. It, it, <laughs> oh. it, it's just a like a very common used uh, theme called Baby Elephant Walk. For those out there, look it up. And as soon as you hear it, it's like, yeah, I know I've heard this and stuff. Yeah, Henry Mancini wrote mm. that. And I think this is more a little reminiscent of his work with Baby Elephant Walk. <laughs> there's so a, uh, there's the two cops in Halloween five that show up and it's a horror movie about a slasher getting murdering teenagers. And these two cops show up and it's like, like clown horns and shit. And you go, right. what the fuck? <laughs> That's what this reminded me of. <laughs> you know why it ended, right? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Okay, Mama had already left. So yep. season three is Ma- Mama-less. Then um, Fred Berry. That's what I said. Fred Berry, the troublemaker. Yes, himself. Sounded like a lot of people blamed his ass for canceling what's happening twice. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he decided to basically strike... Uh, he, you, you'll find he's not in the, at all, the episode D, the cheerleader. Well, apparently in the <clears throat> second season, he also convinced Raj to walk out with him. They yep. were de- demanded, what, bigger, cleaner dressing rooms and more money. Yes. And the network obliged. They said, okay, come back. We'll give you what you want. So at the end of the third season, they tried that shit again. <laughs> yes. And this time the network said, fuck you. <laughs> and they canceled the show rather than give in to demands. Yeah, it's like, yeah, in, 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 like here, uh, the, the thing I uh, picked out was uh, light of uh, the uh, seriousness of the accusation, because not only were they saying like some of the conditions and such, you know, Barry and uh, calling them racist as well, actually calling it racist. So it's like, oh, uh, yeah, um, yeah, to com- to accommodate everyone, we're just going to cancel then. <laughs> well, it said something like he found out that the African-American <laughs> cast members were getting like 5000 an episode and the white members were getting 8,000. Right. Who the fuck were the white members of the cast? I don't remember seeing Not any. Not not many. Who the fuck would have been a white me- cast member that was getting 8,000? The teacher? She was only in seven episodes. Right. Like, what? But Maybe um, it's true, but that seems crazy. And um, yeah, he ended up doing the same shit on what's happening now. That's why he leaves in the second season. They wrote him out. He went on strike again and... Mm-hmm. Raj was like, I'm going to stick around this time. I'm not going to let you fuck it up. This time. <laughs> Sorry, Fred. <laughs> but yeah, I think in the... Got to go, Fred. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, but yeah, overall, I- I'm going to say, though, 
good show, not great. Again, in light of what we've been watching as of recently, yeah, it, it doesn't hold a candle. But is it like the worst show? Nah. I just thought it was funny that uh, Esther Raleigh and uh, Mabel King, was it? She, They both wanted so bad to have complete family units on TV, but then both characters basically end up abandoning their children. Yeah. <laughs> they both fought for a complete family unit with a father figure, and then they both didn't get it, so they're like, I'm fucking out of here. And they mm-hmm. abandoned their children, so it's the complete opposite of what they wanted. <laughs> But, did you uh, read about the Danielle Spencer crash when she was on second season there? No, I did not. Uh, young young Danielle Spencer there, uh, D, in the second season was in a car crash where her stepfather, they said, died in the accident protecting oh her. Uh, so she had really bad spinal injuries and stuff. And I guess that's why She's in the second season they, they change her hairdo with the bangs. Yeah. Because she had, I guess, scars or something on her head from it. Oh. And years, years and years later, she had to have, I think, a brain <sighs> surgery for something and a spinal surgery. Damn. That sucks. Another one of your not-so-fun facts for the week. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wah, wah, Charlie Brown noise. <laughs> but I believe she is still around. A lot oh, yeah. Of, them are, uh, yeah. Uh, of the main ones, uh, Ernest Thomas, Haywood Nelson, um, Danielle Spencer, they're still around Mabel King uh Shirley Hemphill and um and of course uh Fred Berry are all uh deceased did you read the weird stuff surrounding his death the the they think that he might have been killed yeah that was a bit weird yeah I I was like huh (laughs) there's like a conspiracy uh I guess on record he died of natural causes but uh there's like his 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 um is it his ex-wife or his I don't know if they were married at the time of his death, but she wrote this huge thing about how he had won some money on the weakest link show and started oh, wow. some kind of, they started a company or something with the, was it $5 million? And she thinks he was poisoned because they used his tax oh, wow. ID number to start this company and they didn't want to pay him the millions of dollars or something. I was like, Jeez. I was like, wait, there's a, a what's happening weakest link murder conspiracy? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, and, and apparently he had attempted suicide multiple times, yeah. too. Yeah, he was pretty bad into drugs <laughs> and alcohol. Yep. But they the, the conspiracy theory also says that a lot of people blamed uh, him for losing the show. Right. Uh, so I guess he had some enemies. But yeah, that, that's yeah. It, it's it's damn shame with him, and you know, like, yeah, he he was also known on um, uh, uh, the 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 show Soul Train for his In dancing. The, yeah, the the line dance uh segment. He 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 did the early uh seventies uh dance. It was uh the slow mo. <laughs> he 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 was good at that. The the most prominent <sighs> director I found even though the writers were all over the place with 44 episodes of this was Mark Warren. Uh, he did 71 episodes of laughing. Wow. Seven episodes of Sanford and son five episodes of a show called baby. I'm back, which I had never heard of, 
But upon looking into it, starred uh, Desmond Wilson, Kim Fields, oh. and Helen Martin, who also... Okay, okay so L- Lamont, yeah. uh, Tootie, and yeah. uh, who's the last one? Uh, Helen Martin, who was in three episodes of this show, and we talked about <laughs> from Good Times. Damn. She's the That's one that we funny. mentioned who always played like the older, wisecracking yep. granny. But it seemed almost like she was meant to be a regular on here because she was in the first two episodes and then just goes away. Mm. So I wonder if that was originally an idea, but then she shows up in the final episode. Yeah, yeah. She, again, she, she she was the one that was supposed to babysit D and just basically right. fell asleep. Yeah. While 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 D uh, <laughs> dives into the jar of peanut butter. Cause, yeah, because <laughs> when I watched the first couple, I was like, oh, cool, she's on here, and then she just do- goes away, and I was like, yeah. oh. All right. (laughs) But yeah, that was Mark Warren. So he was the closest thing they had to someone in charge for a while. It seemed like with 44 episodes of the 65 directing. But let's let's uh, do a final judgment here on your magical list. Where does what's happening go? This is difficult because I I don't want to take the merits away from it. Um. Unfortunately, this is a list of my favorites so far. <clears throat> and while I did enjoy characters in the show very much, as an overall show, I don't think I loved it as much as I wanted to. This this will be our 32nd show we've covered. And for me, it's going to fall at number 27. Shockingly under, uh, just below Dharma and Greg, and just above that 80s show. Okay. For me, it goes a little higher. Little. Uh, let's see. Let's see. There's, uh, 39, but I will say I'm very hopeful for <laughs> the follow-up series that maybe ages them, gives them a little more maturity and a little more substance to the storylines. Let, let, let's hope. But I I put this around i guess it's around 22 just ahead of amos and andy and just under different strokes for me yeah and that's and, what and, i would... and a, a couple above like a, f- a few above say dharma and greg that was in my mind when i went to my list i was like mm-hmm. i'm gonna shoot toward different strokes and see how i feel around there and honestly yeah. different strokes holds up better different strokes is number 22 for me 23 is odd couple 24 is full house 25 is Amos and Andy, 26 Dharma and Greg, and then what's happening, which is not what I expected from this. But. Right. Yeah, I, I expected this to be more middle, not in the 20s for me. But as we've mentioned before, our top 20 shows right now are all, oh, there's a lot of bangers on that list right now. Oh, hell so. yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, they, we, we've watched some incredible shows, and... We will watch m- many more incredible ones, and we will, you know, be honest. We're gonna watch some stinkers too. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm excited to see what you think about our next show that I brought up to you. What will be our next show, there, uh, Jay? The Mini Driver sitcom, Speechless. Hmm. With it was it? I think it was an ABC show, if I recall right. And I, I think, think it's so. only about three seasons as well. Yeah, and it was pretty recent too. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I, spoiler, I loved it. I loved okay. the show. So I'm excited. It's kind of like Raising Hope where I felt like I discovered something that none like, of my friends were watching. The, the hidden gem. 
Yeah. So I'm okay. excited to see how you feel about it. Go into it. Don't worry about my feelings, sir. You go into it with a nice open mind and let me know what you think, oh, yeah. though. Hey, if it's anything like Raising Hope where it's like, okay, yeah, I really didn't watch any. Oh, my God. This show is so great. <laughs> then uh, we'll, Speechless we'll be... to me felt like Malcolm in the Middle if Malcolm had special needs. Okay. Which to me was so hilarious how they don't handle it with kid gloves. <laughs> I loved the fact of how open and honest they were about it. Okay. Oh, na- na- you, so. you've definitely piqued my interest. So, so, all right. Well, we got the YouTubes sitcom, my face, a situation comedy podcast. We have Facebook. You can go facebook.com slash sitcom. My face. You can email us sitcom. My face at gmail.com. You can find that boy over there on Twitch. Netnick191 or me, Bidwell Fog. You can check out his other show, What Exit Jersey Stories. I promise we'll we'll, we'll get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else you want to pop in here? Um, no, no, I don't think anything special. But uh, yeah, to all those that celebrate, uh, like or that celebrated this week, Happy Passover, and to those about to celebrate, Happy Easter, and to the ones. Next week, that'll celebrate Happy Easter as well. Well, that so, does bring up a very important question before we go. Yes. Hollow Easter Bunny or solid chocolate Easter Bunny? Ooh. You see, I was used to the hollow ones. Yeah, like, I, like, Yes, I am hollow man. <laughs> okay, Kevin Bacon, calm the fuck down. He's yes, also our, a our peeper, which makes sense. Of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> The first thing he did when he went invisible is peep on women. So that makes sense, Nick. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, and how about you? So- solid or uh, hollow? I think I gotta go solid. Okay. Solid in, solid out. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how the stomach uh, deals with it. It may, it may not be necessarily, uh... but um, yeah, and and if. You know, you enjoy our show, please, please spread the word. If there's something you'd like us to watch, please let us know. Yeah, if you made it this far, hit that like button, comment below. And hell, and if you didn't like it, hit the dislike and comment below why. And then, you know what? (laughs) We'll work on it. (laughs) And tell us why why what's happening needs to be higher on the list. Because I feel like it does, but I can't justify it yet. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But... What would we like everyone to do here, buddy? Well, we like you out there, the the, the, the viewing audience and listening audience, to sitcom my face. Hey, hey, hey.